Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. DIY Money. DIY Money. So we got a question today, and basically he just wants you to answer. Because he emailed both of us, but then he just says your name. I didn't get an email. Well, because you don't get the emails. I get the emails. So he just emailed the box. He emailed the box. That said, hey, so he didn't even Daniel, email you. He but just then, emailed the box. And I was like, you know, originally I was like, well, okay, you don't want to hear uh-huh. my two cents. I'm not, whatever. But then he's like, I was like, no, I'm going to let Daniel just take it and run with it. Stop. Okay. Stop. You too. Okay. Stop. So, what's his name again? We can collaborate. Brian. Brian's got a good question, though, about a mortgage. Now, this was a long time ago. Lots changed since then. Um, like interest rates, like interest rates for sure. So, I, I, but I, but I wanted to address the psychology of of some of this because that will never change. So, Brian, what do you got? DIY. Hi, Daniel. This is Brian from Greenville, South Carolina. I'm a new listener to the podcast and I'm really loving it. Really appreciate the wealth of knowledge that you guys are passing along to all of your listeners. Recently, we sold our home in Georgia and have a contract on a home here in Greenville. Initially, I was really wanting to avoid as much debt as possible and planned on using the majority of the funds from our home in Georgia towards the down payment for our new home, which we will close on next month. We have about $170,000 to use from our home sale. And the purchase price for our new home is around $320,000. After speaking with someone in the finance industry, though, they suggested I may want to consider putting down around 20% or $70,000 and using the other $70,000 to invest. We have savings set aside. I have an IRA that I'm maxing out. And upon retirement, um, a pension that will provide about 65% of my current salary. But based on some conservative estimates, it looks like I could accumulate around 165000 over 10 years. Then I could use about $50,000 to pay off the remaining portion of the mortgage around the time that I would like to retire. Do you recommend I act on my initial plan to pay down more of the mortgage or go with the more aggressive route and use a large chunk of it to invest? Thanks so much. Okay, even though he asked you, I'm going to chime in here because, chime away. Brian, this is the age-old question, and it has to do with mathematics versus psychology. So I doubt you will ever run into a mathematical equation that says you should pay down low-interest debt as opposed to investing in the market over the long term. Why? Well, it's real simple. The longer-term interest rates that have been achieved in the market over time are around 10%. And if you have debt of less than that, then you will do better, obviously, investing. The difficulty, which is impossible to mathematically measure, is the psychology with regards to investing and basically carrying debt. And as an advisor over 20-plus years, I have seen countless people make 
terrible emotional decisions when stocks are down out of fear because they have debt. And what they will ultimately do is say, oh, why am I investing? I should just pay off my mortgage. Let's just get it done. That way I at least know I have my house. That's that's what the mentality comes down to is someone says, at least I have my house free and clear. And I've seen people take it out of their retirement accounts and pay exorbitant amounts of taxes on that transaction, meaning they take big chunks out taxes, ordinary income. So yes, the mathematics of it says you should put down 20%. Heck, you should put down 5% and finance it all, especially a year ago when you could get 2.5% or 3.5% interest rates. Now it's a little different at 5 The difficulty is, let's say that you did that. You might have done that. You might be getting this you know, a year later. Actually, I don't think it's a year, but you might be getting this six months later. And you might now be looking at your investment account that's down anywhere from 15 to 20% and your home mortgage that you're continuing to pay interest on and your balance that's only going down a little bit. So you're paying interest to the bank. Meanwhile, your investments are down. And you might right now be sitting here going, that was not smart. I shouldn't have done that. Now, the, the mistake would be, in my personal opinion, since you've gone down this road based on math, is to do an about-face and make an emotional decision. I would caution you against that. I would caution you against that because that's not why you made this decision in the first place. You made this decision based on math. However, if there's someone else out there and is in the same challenge or predicament, or you face the question of do I pay down debt as opposed to investing, and mind you, I'm not talking about retirement accounts. I'm not talking about 401Ks or matching or Roth IRAs. I'm just talking about where to put excess capital as opposed to uh, you know, putting it in the markets or paying down debt. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm referring to. I will always, I repeat, always be the fan of paying off debt. And the reason is, is so that you can free yourself psychologically so that when markets are volatile as they are right now, as we cut this podcast, instead of fearing that you will lose not only your investments, but also you will potentially lose your house because that's where our irrational thought patterns go. Instead of that thought, you then may have the opportunity of saying, you know what, I still have this excess income because I don't have a debt, I don't have a mortgage, or I have little to no mortgage. Now that the market's down, wow, I might want to actually put some more money in the market. I might want to be an investor here and be buying at discounted prices. So again, it's very difficult mathematically to measure the psychology behind it, but I can tell you personally speaking, it's much better to pursue investing and a long-term investment strategy when you have little to no debt. That's where I land on it. Woo! You demand! I believe you can fly! True. It's a lot less stressful. Yeah, I think it, the importance is to figure out what is most important to you. Because uh, again, the math, you're really just using averages. What you do know is you know the interest rate that you're going to get on your mortgage. What you don't know is the return that you're going to get in the market. And yes, obviously you modeled sort of what uh, your future balance would be. Uh, again, that was probably using a linear return that you're going to get every year, an average return, if you will. Uh, so that doesn't sort of include any type of volatility or what happens if the market drops in the year or two before you want to pay that off. So to go the route of investing it and um, 
and having the larger mortgage or whatever, uh, you'd have to be okay with deferring the payoff a couple years, waiting for a market rebound if that uh, were to transpire. If you were to get close to that date and then all of a sudden we went through a pandemic or some other economic event where the market goes down 20-30%, your bond side could go down as well, uh, as we've seen recently. So those funds aren't safe. Uh, you'd have to either gradually move into something safe as you got closer and closer to that absolute time you needed or uh, whatever the case may be. You just really have to manage that pretty pretty closely. It doesn't sound like the time horizon is very long uh, for this. I think in his email he said he's in his 50s. So we're talking maybe 10-ish years time horizon. So that's right on the cusp of that risk, um, long-term sort of risk trajectory that we would say, oh, yeah, might as well invest. I think seven plus years, generally speaking, investing is worthwhile. But within three years, he's going to be under that. So we'd have to start moving it more and more to cash. So I get the from the tone of his sort of message that maybe he really wants to just pay it, it down off. and not invest. Yeah. And well, I think if that's the case, if there's like a sliver of anything in there, we're like, I'd rather just not have this monthly payment that's higher or this debt balance that's higher. I just want to be aggressive with paying down the debt rather than aggressive with investing, then go for it. Because, yeah, it just takes one brutal event in the market where you go, that was dumb. And then you make a irrational choice, as you said. There are people who have no problem with low interest rate debt, mortgage mm-hmm. debt. Like, it's just, in their mind, they're like, well, that why would I ever pay that off? It's two and a quarter, two and a half. That's ridiculous. Sure. They have no psychological issue with the markets going down, investments going down, and them having a mortgage. That's a unique person. I envy that person. I am not that person. Mm-hmm. They, I really do, and I run into those people, and they're perfectly fine, and they're like, well, that's just cheap debt, and you know, market's down. I'm going to be a buyer. I'm going to buy more. They have an intestinal fortitude and, and a faith in, in the markets um, that is fantastic. It, it really is. The vast majority of people are either on the bubble meaning I'm not really sure, do I want to pay down my debt or do I not want to pay my my debt? Uh, And it depends on the environment, right? So they're Mm -hmm. on that bubble when times are good, right? The end of last year, well, do I want to pay down my debt? The market's really good. Uh." Well, now now that bubble, they're shifted, right? They're like, well, why would I have debt? That's ridiculous. So they're on the bubble. But then there are people who generally are not even on the bubble, and they're just like, I don't want to have debt. And those people have to be convinced otherwise. And my concern when I meet with people, and I've had people come in and they go, oh, I know you're, I know you're going to tell me to do, and I know right there they have no idea what I'm, they're going <laughs> to tell me to do. Right? They, they're wrong. I, I, yeah. I just know it because what they say is they go, I know you're going to tell me to do, and that is that I shouldn't just pay off this mortgage with this money that I have, and I should keep paying it low interest. And I look at them and I go, why? Why do you think I'm going to say that? And they know, well, mathematically, blah, blah, blah. And I go, well, I'm here to tell you. I don't have a mortgage, and I don't have a mortgage because psychologically I sleep a heck of a lot better at night. That's personally speaking. And then they all of a sudden go, oh, wow, really? So so you have to blend the, the psychology with the money. It's nearly impossible to put a price tag on that. It's the same reason why we tell people uh, there's sleeping risk, right? So you don't want to make irrational and emotional decisions when volatility is high in the marketplace. What does that mean? That's code for don't sell low. Okay, let's just put it to you straight. Don't sell low, right? We don't want to do that. However, if you are, if it is ruining your life, you can't sleep, 
you're you're you can't eat you're sick to your stomach over the market and you're where are you going to do in the future your risk is too high I'll, I'll just tell you right now your risk is too high and you may have to trim and reduce that till you can sleep there's no mathematical calculation there some people are that way it's very simple you have to blend your temperament and your psychology when it comes to debt, investing, money, etc., with your allocation. I will say if you do that, if you trim your risk, if you adjust it back, talk with your advisor or your planner and update your plan uh, to understand the ramifications of that. Because uh, we have run into people where uh, we'll run plans. Either they say, I absolutely want to you know, take this money out uh, of this retirement account or out of this investment or whatever and, and pay off this large balance on, on the mortgage, or I want to move my allocation from you know, 60-40 down to 20-80 or something of that nature. And we run the math to see if that's a practical thing to do. And in some cases, it works, and in, but in other cases, it doesn't. So it's, understand, it's important to understand the, the ramifications of some of those decisions. Or, hey, I want to take it all out, shove it in a savings account, money market, etc. Uh, we're not we would rarely say no. We would say, let's look at the math and see if, if, you, uh, if your plan can handle that. And if it can, then that's, that is a viable decision to make. But if it can't, then we have to start walking through what are some of the other potential options that you could do to, to uh, kind of manage around. It's levers. Yep. Right? Two plus two equals four. If two is risk in the market and the other two is retirement date, which equals four, the date you want to retire, if you take the two down to one, the only way to get four is to move the other two up to three. So you can adjust the equation, but you just can't adjust one variable. So mm-hmm. it's a very good point. That's a, that's a, great, that's a great point. You, you can't have your cake and eat it too. It doesn't work, right? Is that, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's the saying, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why Which, can't you have your cake and eat it too? That doesn't well, make I think any you sense. can't it's have right. the cake, but also eat it. Like you can't, you can't stay a cake. Oh, you can't keep the cake. Yeah. If you eat it, which it's gone, I still don't understand why that's you just want terrible. a cake on your yeah, table. That's awful. Like thing. the whole that's, point of a cake is to eat it. To eat the cake. Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right. Great question. And you know, I, I brought this out at the time I did because the markets are volatile. So I would caution you. I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say. I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb. I, I could be totally wrong and say you did that. You put 20% down. You might have invested the rest, maybe with this financial professional, and now you're down and you're you're thinking that was not smart. And I would encourage you to kind of, if you made a mathematical decision, to continue to see it out mathematically, uh, which is over the long haul, it should be okay. Uh, but again, maybe, maybe – uh, factor in the psychology of it all in the future. All right, great question. Thanks so much for sharing that. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. And remember, uh, send us those questions. We, we need to fill up the queue. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Shout out to the firemen who, who's the fireman, local firemen you used to ride uh, cycles with in, in Lexington? Jeremy. Jeremy stopped me in a parking lot the other day. Yeah. Didn't I mean I've never met Jeremy. I'm assuming really? it's Jeremy. Yeah. Tall guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm stopped me and you know, said he loves the podcast. I was like, Oh man, I felt like I felt like we were stars. He's like, Yeah, and I really love Daniel. Everybody loves you. I'm I'm a nobody. 
on this oh, show. Oh, people like you. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Jeremy, shout out to Jeremy. Thanks for all you do, uh, keeping us safe, and uh, really appreciate you coming up and, and uh, saying what you did the other day in the parking lot of Kroger. So, nice. There you go. Jeremy. You're amazing. There you go. All right. Remember, friends, secret to wealth, very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.